0: Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and spindle craft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship, and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So, rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my two co-hosts in this episode, uh, Sarah and Jacob. Hey. Hello. All right, guys, so um, this is Bad Santa. This Uh, is a Christmas special. (laughs) This is this is my pick, so you can blame me, everybody. You know. (laughs) If this is not a movie that you're familiar with or uh it's a movie that you don't like, sorry. Uh I love it. So make no apologies (laughs) about it.
2: I'm sure all of you listening are like, man, he's the most like well rounded, sensible person, and this is the pick that comes from him. It's what I thought too.
1: Yeah, I know, Sarah, you've only been uh podcasting with me for what about six years now? Going on yeah. seven years. Yeah.
2: It was a movie I'd never seen before. And I had no idea that this lurked in the darkness of <laughs> your favorites.
1: Yeah, it is. it totally is. You know, and it's funny. <laughs> uh maybe it's maybe it says something about my standards, but uh <laughs> I can I can watch this movie and then I can turn around, and go out, and I can watch It's a Wonderful Life. So you know <laughs> chalk that up to whatever it is uh jacob you're you're what uh you're a what a psychologist or a therapist or something uh
3: i i'm not actually one of those i just went to school for psychology but what really what that kind of tells
1: me yeah you got a good balance excellent see <laughs> see sarah see that's what it is it's balance sarah and i'm
2: judgmental
1: apparently you you
3: gotta have something to let out like if you're just watching the wholesome christmas movies all the time around christmas time one you're gonna get tired of them because i can tell you this much a christmas story running non-stop on certain channels growing up i wanted to gouge my eyes out (laughs) (laughs)
2: like it's
3: just you need that balance something to like a palate cleanser like and that's what this movie is
2: I wouldn't consider it a pilot, <laughs> more like a palette annihilator. But well, I do understand the methodology. <laughs> You're
1: hey, kind of. and enjoy. I'll tell you what—I'm old enough because I'm older than the two of you. I remember when a Christmas story was difficult to find on TV. Yeah, I remember watching it as a kid. It would be on one year, and then it wouldn't be on for a couple of years. So I remember—I wow. remember watching that movie in the. Uh, early to mid-90s, back when it was hit and miss. It wasn't until, what, like the late 90s, I think, where it suddenly became like a real year-to-year staple. So, But back then, back when you couldn't find it all the time, uh, you know, it was really, I, I loved it. I mean, I still like a it. treat to watch. Yeah, I still like it, but, you know, I, again, I can only watch it like once a year now.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't just keep watching some of these movies because sometimes they're just too wholesome
2: right and that's just not who we are
3: exactly like you, you gotta you gotta fill it up with a little bit of sleaze because so, if you don't then
1: <laughs> yeah it fills the bill yeah right so you know bad santa it's a movie that uh well it's rated r for a reason <laughs> um, there's
2: like over 200 square words
1: in it yep uh yeah <laughs> So this uh, movie was uh, was released on November 26, 2003. It was written by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. It was directed by uh, Terry Zwigoff with a runtime of an hour and 32 minutes, a budget of $23 million, and a box office, surprisingly, of $76.4 million. That's insane. That is insane. It's very, very impressive, actually, considering it's an R-rated movie. Uh, it's got a, you know, probably a lot you well, know, it did have a lot of controversy at the time, or at least enough of controversy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just the kind of movie that I am surprised, like, I, if it broke even, I would probably say it was a win. But the fact that it almost tripled, really, it's, uh, actually, yeah, it over, it, actually it did. More, more than triple yeah. yeah, more than tripled its uh, budget. So, that's a massive victory, I think. And. It tells or you that they there, a second one. Well, it tells you that there is a, uh, you know, there, there's a, a desire, a need out there for something that goes against the grain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which Especially when it comes out. to Christmas time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there, and it started off this whole wave of bad insert, you know, bad grandpa, bad,
0: you know, whatever, like <laughs> bad neighbors,
1: bad neighbors, bad, you know, yeah, just uh movies where bad something, you know.
2: Of course. That's Hollywood. <laughs> if something yeah. makes success, you have to follow suit and repeat it until it's dead.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um all right, so what is this movie about? Let's do the plot synopsis. So man, um so basically <laughs> there there's this movie is about Willie who is this completely miserable con man he uh, he has a partner who is a little person as the movie takes such great pains to uh let you know Uh, after
2: calling them everything other everything else except (laughs) that and finally it comes out
1: (laughs) yeah um so they run this whole operation where uh they kind of case case a mall right they they do their job during the day. Um, they kind of work every angle they can while they're there. But ultimately, what they do is at the end, they end up stealing, you know, hundreds and thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of, like, merchandise, jewelry, whatever. And then they skip town, you know, go in and enjoy their spoils, uh, and, you know, then the money runs out and they do this all over again in the next holiday season. So it's just a year in year out kind of thing for them. Um, but everything changes when Willie meets a young boy who believes that he's Santa Claus. <laughs> so, um, Maybe. so things change and yet they don't change. <laughs> so, uh, this movie, I think, uh, does a really good job of balancing that. So, uh, why don't we give her one sentence review um sarah why don't you start and then jacob why don't you go next
2: all right so my one sentence review i wrote that bad santa is a stated bad but with a few threads of reality and hard truths woven in and some crude but rib hurting humor
3: All right, I got Bat Santa is what feels like a typical Billy Bob Thornton comedy with crude humor and language and a dark, yet surprisingly overall heartwarming Christmas story.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: All right, so mine is a misanthropic gem of a movie that certainly works for people that find It's a Wonderful Life just a bit too cheery.
2: Look at him working misanthropic into it.
1: That's that's right. I'm putting out that $10 word, folks.
2: Literally my... before you started saying, like, okay, here comes Michael with his, like, thesaurus statement, as usual. And sure enough, misanthropic comes right out
1: there. Hey, I got a thesaurus behind me, okay? I do my homework, all right?
2: I use it.
1: Yes, I use my thesaurus. <laughs> ah, all right, so um, let's talk about this movie uh, proper. Let's start with the the plot. Um. So, the opening credits to this movie, the opening scene, does a really great job of giving you the characters in a nutshell and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie is drunk all the time. He's drunk when he's not playing Santa at the mall. He's drunk when he is playing Santa in the mall. In fact, I probably argue that he's more drunk when he's playing santa than he is when he's not playing santa um and so yeah. we <clears throat> we we see their operation and how it works um like i said before they kind of case the joint they work the holiday season and then at the very end they steal a bunch of stuff and then willie goes south you know rents a room spends all his money Sits and watches women volleyball players uh, <laughs> play volleyball, and yeah, <laughs> so there's that. And then he gets a call, and it's time to do it all over again.
2: Of course, because <clears throat> his partner knows him.
1: Well, he knows he's running out of money, um, and they've been doing this for years.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So... He probably says the same thing every year. I'm going to get my life together, you know, buy something, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, a year later calls him up and it's like, yeah, sure enough. Money's all gone. <laughs> Back to his old ways.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, And then so basically the plot of this movie is that uh, Willie, of course, uh, he ends up doing this all over again. Except this time around, he meets a young boy um, who... He's kind of lonely, a bit weird. You um, he, t- he doesn't know whether the kids fucking with him, whatever. <laughs> can't tell. The kid is just stone face. And we just st- Yeah, yeah. You can't tell what the kid's thinking because even when Willie is just screaming at him and just laying down the curse words galore, the kid just sits there and stares at him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he no He's got A
1: thousand yard stare. Yep. Like he just exactly. <laughs> um so so yeah that basically happens and then he also meets a a bartender who has a santa fetish
2: yep which is just
1: that's putting it mildly folks
2: a little curious like what's the demographic for that fetish because i'm wondering yeah, what's the percentage out there you know it's got to be pretty high i would think
3: i guarantee you there's a study that's been done or survey, and you could probably google search it i would be careful <laughs> on your wording though because i feel like you could go down a very dark
1: hole <laughs> right yeah you could <laughs> you could that's for sure <laughs> but, yeah.
2: she Excuse certainly me. has it
3: <laughs> yeah that's how you stumble across that lauren graham
1: audition tape <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Gotta scour the internet.
1: Well, um so this kind of sets uh Willie up with this cushy uh lifestyle because this kid lives with his grandma, whose only joy in life is making sandwiches for people.
2: <laughs> Other than that, she's pretty senile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's really it. Um oh, man. so Willie basically just comes in and says Hey, I'll pay rent. Perfect. This place is pretty darn nice. It's got a it's got a a hot tub pu- or a hot tub outside. Um he takes the the car uh which clearly isn't being used by anybody. And the kid's father uh you know she, he's basically been told that his dad is gone for a while. But traveling. Yes, but he's in fact he's in prison. Right.
2: As we find out when uh Bernie Mac goes to pay him a visit.
1: Yeah. So, um Yeah, so as as this movie kind of plays along, what I found interesting here is that you're you know, the movie sets up this dynamic where Marcus from the beginning of the movie, all the way up until the last, I say the last quarter of the movie, is made out to be the more stable of the two, and he is, kind of, uh,
2: but he his um, line of wrongness is quite a bit further than uh, Willie's.
1: Right. Weirdly enough, it, it's what's crazy is you you think that Willie. Is by far the most extreme, and he is, to a certain extent, because he is the one that's drunk all the time. He's he's very visually, the one that appears to be the most extreme, unstable, and unstable. He's
2: extreme to self destruction, where Marcus is more about self preservation. Well, and going to an extent.
1: Well, self preservation, yes. but I think it goes it goes further than that, uh, because yeah. the moment that really that really hits uh, Willie, is the end of the movie. Whenever they are standing there and, and Marx's wife is just decked out and all this stuff. And and Billy says, you know, like I can't remember the exact words he uses, but he's basically like, you know, my God, you guys it's just like, you don't, don't you have enough stuff? Like,
2: like, why do you need all this? Right? Yeah. It's
1: just like, it's a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of garbage. And, um, one of the things that the movie does so well is that it it's, it it finds a way to change Willie just enough like Willie is still at this end of this movie he's still an asshole um yeah. The movie doesn't try to make out like he's not the Grinch right he hasn't gone from being the Grinch to his heart growing three sizes too big <laughs> and singing with the who's and whoville right that that's yeah. not that's not Willie here. Willie, Willie is now like 10% better than he was at the beginning of the movie.
2: Yeah. Which is big for him.
3: But
1: that's, that's a big thing.
3: Well, and it's also, it just shows it a lot more of a realistic change in somebody. They don't just go from like, I'm a horrible human being to, yay, I'm going to do everything for everyone else now. Like, that's just not how things work.
2: Yeah, they don't go from like horrible human being to Ned Flanders overnight.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like it, it just it's it starts with the freaking Santa file to the kid, <laughs> and like they're just gradually getting him, like giving him people that he actually does care it. about. Well, not just relate to, but like you, you they do a good job of showing him, like when he's drunk, he destroys that advent calendar
2: uh-huh. that the
3: kid had, and like the moment he's sober enough to realize and see it he realized, like, he felt bad. Like, a, like that's a huge thing, that he actually felt bad about something he did.
2: And he so taped a, it up back together. Yeah,
3: like, it, it's it's it shows him, like, gradually starting to, like, not think everybody's a horrible piece of shit. <laughs> and that they, that he's just, the world
1: is doomed to fail. And so he gradually gets that caring well it, it's mm-hmm. it's the first time where he's he's ha- somebody has had to depend on him yeah. um, and where he's allowed himself even with just a moment to think beyond his own basic needs I mean which for Willie is drinking and banging whatever woman nearest. Or what is nearest nearby I mean I hate to say it but that's about his his the extent of his um needs and the fact that he is um even just a little bit just a little bit capable of going beyond that does say a lot about his character.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: that he is He's not a total better. loss. No, it's not a total loss. And um uh, I think that it's it's a testament to the screenwriters that they made a movie this good um, because too often movies, um, they have a certain tone that they set and the, the movie often tonally will be all over the place. Now, sometimes that can be intentional, but you have to be intentional about it. Um, a lot of times, you know, they mess it up. This movie, in terms of its tone, never wavers from second one to the end credits because it knows what it wants to be. It knows what it is. It knows what the characters are, who they are. And the little changes that you see are, as you said earlier, Jacob, they're, they're realistic. These are realistic changes that you're seeing from the characters, uh, especially Willie. I mean, Willie's the centerpiece to this movie. If there are any changes, it's certainly coming from him because he's the one person that I think really needs to connect with somebody. Because I really think, and I don't know, you guys can jump in here if you want. I think if the events of this movie didn't happen, there's a good chance that Willie would have died over the in course. car? Well... Yes, even before that, clearly in that car, no doubt about it. But even if that car, you know, even if that didn't happen, even if they had done their whole thing, stolen all that money, and basically he had gone south again, I think he would have died over the course of, you know, the spring slash summer, before the money ran out. He would have either drank himself to death, or had a heart attack, or or something, or jumped off a cliff. I don't know, but I yeah. don't think that he would have made it to the next. Christmas season because I don't think he he probably would have killed himself I think you know Uh,
2: even uh, Mark was saying like every year you're worse and now it's to the point where you're he almost just isn't able to function right so one more year probably would have been it
1: right yeah I think he would have died so you could argue that uh, weirdly enough this whole storyline is a very dark Dark version of Willie's like salvation i i that maybe that's even the worst word you can actually apply here but but I think as a character, I think that this has saved him in in so many ways um meeting this kid had a weird effect on him. the kid totally frustrates him to no end mm-hmm. but even at the end of the movie, he still cares enough about the kid that he's gonna get. His bear. Elephant. Oh <laughs> sorry, elephant. Yeah. Sorry,
2: elephant. Yeah. But he just by getting, like, shot eight times, he still gets that little elephant onto the porch. Yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, like, he mentioned, like, when he did the voiceover thing, like, or any time he ever talked about when he was growing up, 90% of the stuff was talking about how his dad punches him in the back of the head constantly or beats him, so, like... The fact that, like right off the bat, even though he's pissed off like no other at this kid, like he he knows the limit. Like he's freaking out for the kid when he cuts himself. Like he he a kid. yeah that kid that kid. But like he, I don't know. Like even from the beginning, right when he meets him, like the fact that he was willing to give him a ride home. Yeah, is something. Like, yeah, like, I, th- I think it it shows that like even at the beginning there was still some part of him that isn't just this decrepit old I'm drunk sorry. man that just gives no care about anyone else. It's mm-hmm. just he's no he like I mean look at his his only friend, quote unquote friend, literally berates him On constantly. A daily basis. Yeah. yeah, like gets on him for everything he does which yeah most of what he does is horrible but you know it's one of those things like finally somebody who actually doesn't see him as a worthless pile of crap.
2: Yeah, looks at him as genuinely Santa.
3: Yeah, so like that's that's huge mm-hmm. and it shows from the from the get go with this kid.
2: Yeah. There's some pretty great moments. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah (laughs) it's the blood-covered wooden pickle oh
1: my god
2: oh god (laughs) i love it so much
3: (laughs) and then at the end he's like you gave me my gift that was covered in blood i guess it's only
1: fair that i give you yours (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's amazing oh man yeah Um. yes
2: i hope there wasn't too much blood on it (laughs)
1: Uh, so um, it turns out that Billy Bob Thornton was drunk for a good portion of this film when he was making it.
2: Did they give him like a real
1: alcohol? He he t- see, he went totally method for for this whole thing. Um, he he said basically in a movie like this you can't fake it. You know you have to really kind of go for it. And okay. so he was he was drunk. He said, um, "I've traditionally played extreme characters, and even in a." In, even in a comedy, if you're going to play a guy like this, you can't be sort of drunk. You know, he said I wasn't sort of drunk. So you have to go completely into it. He says I love I love children. I'm crazy about them, but I had to ignore that fact and play the part.
2: Yeah, just be a dick to all kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, this movie is, you know, for some people that watch it, it's it's grim. It's it's just depressing and sad, but. It's again, it's for it's for those people that just say, Look, I, I've I've been watching these Christmas movies since I was a kid. I want something that's a little more adult, something that's kind of the antithesis of those movies. Yeah. And this movie is it. I mean, it's um you've got Lauren Graham, who at this point was famous for being Lorelei Gilmore and the Gilmore girls. Yeah. This this role is diametrically opposite. As far as possible, pretty much, as that character is on that show. Yeah. Um. I mean, her <laughs> her goal in this movie is to sleep with Santa often,
2: and she succeeds.
1: And she succeeds.
2: She can't see past that persona until like later on.
1: Yeah, but even but even even later on it it doesn't it doesn't dull anything for no. her like you get she to still the end likes of, him. like even at the end of the movie you know even when he's in prison it's not like she's like yo i'm splitting out of here you know i'm out of mm-hmm. here uh, you know i don't need this crap i've got a job i've got other things no she is living still in that house with senile grandma and she's taking care of the kid
2: and she likes the hot tub.
1: <laughs> and she likes the hot tub. hmm Yeah. And, you know.
2: It's, it's pretty, like, <laughs> the ending is, like, just kind of, like, that wholesome horribleness.
1: <laughs> it's like melancholy light, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. it's, just, it's great. It's, it's well done, you know, because it does, yeah. it's, and the kid stands up for himself.
2: Yep, finally. You know? just kicks that kid in the groin
1: <laughs> I mean well, it... Like,
2: <laughs> it, it just it goes to
3: the point of the, the script writers that shows like even though he does 90% of horrible things there's still a lot of stuff that he does do that's not laden with just being a horrible human being like teaching the kid how to defend himself or
2: he puts like, the stupid lights out on the Driveway, yeah,
3: like he still does all of that, and like even though, like, there's some stuff, in, like, I remember when I watched it earlier, like, when he wigs out in that freaking cafeteria no. at that mother and son. <laughs> oh,
1: god, that's great!
3: Like, I remember when I first watched it, I'm like, man, what that's just crazy for him to do that. And I watched that, like, for this, and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't blame him, yeah, like. Like, he's trying to fucking eat, and you're just <laughs> like, I'm just gonna walk up and interrupt your lunch, and think that I can just do whatever. It's like, man, like, I can't really blame him for that. Like, no, like he's gotta I couldn't. Be kids all day, and then you're gonna be like, the one break he gets, the one reprieve, another kid.
2: Yep. And like, I can't fault the kid of course but i would have taken that mother aside and been like okay you need to back the hell off (laughs) this is my lunchtime (laughs)
1: because
2: i fully understand that like retail jobs are working for like five years that break is precious oh yeah and you like you run as quickly by people as you can so you're not stopped
3: (laughs) oh yeah um yeah and it just it's it's proof of how well the script was written to show like these little things. is like not no, no one really like some people. Yeah, like like you said, you probably would do it differently. But like, it's still a crappy thing for somebody to do to him.
2: Yeah, that like, mother was really out of line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that is a entitled person right there. Oh, yeah.
1: Can I, can I tell you guys, like, okay, I, I told you guys before we started filming, I, I this is, to me is one of the most quotable movies of all time. And one of my favorite lines in this entire damn movie is, when he pull up to the house, and he's like, why do you live here? So, they get out, and when he finds out that it's just him and his grandma, he's like, his granny spry. He puts on a. And then she goes by, do you want to make some sandwich? I love it. I love it. Thurman goes in, he's like, Granny, are you spry? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, God. I have to say, it's just. uh,
3: him with a freaking <laughs> like a cat robber's mask on and a freaking <laughs> really right? just, <laughs> like, just standing there and she just doesn't even think twice. It's like working. well I'm
2: gonna take that as a no.
1: <laughs> like to me, like I don't I don't care I don't care you know how R rated this movie is and how downbeat it is or it's supposed to be. I. Laugh my ass off every time I watch this movie, all the way through. <laughs> it gives me such an incredible sense of joy. That's why I watch it during the Christmas season because it gives me such an incredible amount of joy. <laughs> Can't help it.
2: I was <laughs> like, when I was like reading reviews about this, everyone says you gotta watch it twice before like that humor hits you super hard because the first time around, you're kind of figuring out like. It's acclimating to the tone, and the second time round is when you're like, "Holy shit, that's really funny."
1: Yep, yep. Ah, yep. uh, <laughs> it's great, and and you know, I, I gotta say, um, before we finish up on our on our script here, um, <laughs> yeah the the writing to me, when it comes to the tone to the jokes. To sure the downbeat aspect to this movie because it is, um, the writers are in full command of this script. Um, it like I'm not gonna try and pretend it's it's a flawless script because I understand it. it this movie is what it is, but this is a very very well done script from start to finish. You have. Precisely the amount of information that you need about the characters. All the characters, for the most part, at least the ones that are really important, are three-dimensional. Willie, Marcus, the kid. Lauren Graham's character is a little light there because, you know, I I don't think she's supposed to have... Like, you don't learn a whole lot about her character. But at the same time, I don't know that that is really important. For this yeah. movie, but I mean, I I would have been fine if I learned, you know, if I had learned more about her character. Um,
2: it's just like it's a, she's such a big name, and she doesn't even show up till halfway through the movie. Like someone who's on the cover, you expect to like show up a little sooner. So, like, I think that just kind of throws you a bit, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. This yeah. is different for me. But she does, yeah. she does, you know, she does a great job in this movie, and we can get into acting here. But script wise, I find this script to be excellent. Um, I really, I just love it. I think the lines are amazing. There's so many, so much quotable dialogue. I think that they do, um, just an exceptional job of giving us a journey for Willie that changes him, but not by a whole lot. Just enough.
2: Yeah, and I I think one of my favorite things about like. The character Willie and the writing is that they didn't go into his backstory. They gave us just enough to know that he had like a shitty childhood. There was abuse there, but it wasn't like, you know, some tearjerker story, Hollywood story. Like, I went to war in Afghanistan and watched like a hundred children blow up in front of me, like super dramatic shit. It's like, you know, my life's just been shit. It's been hard. I was abused as a kid. That's just kind of like the culmination of the person I've become today. I'm just kind of a shit person, but there's this glimmer of hope, and you know, I'm not the worst of the worst. <laughs> so I like that about it. Oh yeah,
3: and the little, some of the little details too
2: mm-hmm. is
3: that surprise me is like especially after I watched it recently for this, I. I noticed, like, because, uh, you know, they work in a mall, so they have to eat a lot of mall food all the time. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, Bernie Mac's character, that man was downing fiber like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oranges, he had, like, f- fiber cell, all this stuff. Like, Laxatives. That, yeah, like, that poor man. <laughs> like, I feel bad for him
2: <laughs> so much. Yep. He's le- He lives on it. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, so like it's little things like that too that kind of really show like they thought about it. Like this is a man that's head of security at a mall has to stay there most of the day around the holidays.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: He's got stuck eating probably more Panda Express than
2: anyone <laughs> should ever eat.
1: Yep. yep. All that's right. That's good details. So what what are um uh, what are we giving for grades for the script? I'm giving it a ninety. Um. I just, I find the script to be, you know, it, it is what it is as a script in terms of, like, its tone and uh, the themes mm-hmm. that they kind of interweave in this movie. But uh, I think it's just a well-crafted screenplay.
2: Wow. I'm going to feel like a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. I uh,
2: I put 75. Just like, I can't put it up in the 80s or 90s just because... I hold films to higher standards up there, but for what it is, I think it's really well done and it's, you know, it's not by any means poorly written. It's, it's well-written, but I just, I can't put it up higher than 75.
1: <laughs> so, uh, um, I get, Jake... oh, go ahead, What's
3: Oh, I was. I gave it an eighty-five. Very yes. well done. I think there could have been a little bit more because it, it definitely felt like a very quick movie. Yeah, could have been some more stuff in the script to help flesh out some, like you said, like Lauren Graham's character. Maybe a little yeah. bit more about her would have been nice. Um, maybe some of the other characters that, like the freaking Bernie Mac's character, it would have been nice to get a little bit more of him since apparently he was a corrupt security guard or had oh, yeah. a security trying to con the con men like it would have been nice to get some more of him but
2: it's still stupid enough to stand in front of the vehicle yeah like the second he went to do that I'm like you're dead you idiot
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but uh, overall though it like like we mentioned it was just very well written uh everything that we did get was freaking just amazingly written and some of the little details, plus some of the—you're not supposed to feel bad for the main character, like like you mentioned, Sarah. Like we don't need a diatribe of information about his backstory. Stop story, yeah. Like we don't need it meant to be heartwarming or saddening. It's just meant to be like, ah, he brushed it off. He got hit in the back of the head a bunch when he was a kid by his dad.
2: Like he didn't, you know, turn into a serial killer, and he didn't turn into like. A good person if he's just kinda of down the middle. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. Which is
2: accurate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Alright, let's talk about the acting in this movie. Um
2: I don't think there's any bad acting.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think look, I think that uh is there a standout performance in this movie? I I think it would have to be Billy Bob Thornton. I think he Yeah he does um an excellent job here. I mean the character Look, this is total commitment. I think from him as an actor. I'm not talking about you know being drunk and stuff while filming, but I think that it, um, it it there's like a level of commitment that cat uh, at your feet. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a level I think of commitment that he gives um, in this movie, which I think really is to his credit and the movie's credit. Yeah, um, he's a good actor. Yeah, I think uh, Lauren Graham. You know, okay, granted, yes, for me, from a script standpoint, she could have had more, but I think she does exactly what she needs to do, and I think the way she acted in her scenes, like tonally, fit this, that tonally fit this movie, because um, her scenes with Billy Bob Thornton are kind of played for a. a there's a, there's definitely a comedic element that is the same kind of but there's also slightly different uh comedic sensibilities to their scenes together. Yeah. And I feel like they nailed that as actors. Like they totally understood what they were both trying to do in the scene and they they hit that. Um the kid the kid's great. I mean uh, he is just great in this movie. I mean for what he needs to do for everything that his character uh is and becomes, I think he is just fantastic. Look, I think that um, overall, it's just it's a solidly acted movie. Uh, What did you guys think? What are your grades?
2: Well, uh, I think the acting like you said, it's great. Um, Billy Bob Thornton nailed it. There wasn't a moment in this movie where I thought that wasn't well acted. He's on point and he certainly plays the drunk, horrible Santa pretty damn well lauren graham is you know a gift to us all so she does no wrong kid was perfect and i just i like the side actors that pop up like john ritter like just uh, him yep. existing in this movie is hilarious in the first <laughs> place and bernie mack cloris Leachman, like and there's a couple others i don't know their names but i know them from like other movies they're like damn like can't believe you popped up here like like the guy, the pretentious like suburban guy who knocks on the door asking about like the bags and making oh, yeah. sure like no one has the a gap.
1: <laughs> or the like, guy I that, know
2: that guy from many movies.
1: The guy that attacks Willie um in, in the park <laughs> in the parking lot. He's um he's a mirror he's a mirror from office space.
2: Yes, yep. yes. So
1: that's just that's just perfect. I love that.
2: Yeah. Um, so that was another thing I really loved. That's just like the random characters that, big actors, and they just show up and you're surprised that they're even there.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Sarah, what's your grade for this uh, for the acting?
2: Acting, I gave it 85. That was nicer for this
1: one. Uh, yes, yes. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, What about you, Jacob?
3: Uh, I gave it a 90. Everyone did a fantastic job, especially like. Yeah, definitely Billy Bob Thornton did fantastic. But especially, like, the kid. Like, it takes a the lot for crazy. a kid to just be able to do that. Like, I, it takes a lot of, like, crap going on in your life to be able to pull off a thousand-yard stare and not lynch. <laughs>
2: especially when Billy Bob Bob Thornton's, like, screaming fuck in your face. <laughs> exactly. Like, that, that kid was great
3: at what he needed to do. Just stone-faced, thousand-yard stare what about the reindeers do, <laughs> how are the elves doing like just, do you want some cookies <laughs> yeah like just non-stop and it was just great he did a great job like Lauren graham like from, I, yeah everyone did a great job uh yeah. with what they did it just would have been nice to get like a little bit more john ritter considering it was his last movie
2: Yeah I would have liked like one more scene with him but it was really cool seeing him. Especially
3: considering like it was his mall. Like I would have liked to see something like at the end of like the realization like oh hey yeah you know that Santa you were shitting on? He saved your mall. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like to be fair like it was his
2: letter that got
3: the cops tipped off to save him from getting robbed at the end of the day.
2: Right. It would have been nice also like even when he showed up, like, slobbering drunk and, like, broke part of, like, the display and Bernie Mac and uh, Marcus had to, like, carry him out. I would have liked, like, another conversation between Bernie Mac and John Ritter being, like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> 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 and his trying to that over. <laughs>
3: hearing Bernie Mac and John Ritter talking about, like, little people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what they like to be called. <laughs>
2: And you know oh, screwing man. the plus size girls. <laughs> out of oh my gosh, yes. That <laughs> was really? just fantastic. Uh, it
3: was like there's nothing wrong with, with with anal sex with big with big women. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> I
2: didn't shit right for a month. <laughs>
3: right. Oh uh,
2: I love that line. That's, oh, that's... oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's some great lines. <laughs> and even like the black Hooker and uh his uh (laughs) same thing this is a repeat thing (laughs) yeah it was so great and her she's another big name that just pops up
1: oh yeah Octavia Spencer yes thank you (laughs) yeah Yeah, she was uh, she was on unknown pretty much at that point you know, yeah. Um, oh. so I gave it an eighty-five for the acting as well. Okay. Um, I just I thought that the again, yeah, the acting I think was just well done. I think everybody did great. Billy Bob Thornton, great job, great <laughs> real commitment, and, and I thought everyone else did. You know, they did their roles well. Uh, so that's an a eighty-three for the script overall, and an eighty-seven for the acting. Sounds uh, all right. Let's talk about directing. So, what did we think how did we think uh Terry Zwigoff did as a director for this movie?
2: You start. One <laughs> of you
1: start. Oh, um Yeah, look, I think he he filmed it well. Um I don't think that this is like some academy award-winning, you know, directing job by any stretch, but uh you know, he's a good director i think he's a competent director uh i think he he managed to i think tell the story as a director using visual language uh he hit certain scenes in a certain way he shot certain scenes in a very specific way remember this is a comedic movie though so some of the way some of the ways in which he shot certain scenes really added to the comedic element that they're really going for. I mean, as a director, you have to shoot it in a certain way to kind of amplify the comedy that's actually going on in the scene. Um, I think he did that. Uh, But it's also a bit of a downbeat movie as well. So you also have to kind of direct in such a way to kind of get that across. I think he did it competently. Um, I I gave him uh, an 80. All
2: right. I'm right around there with you. Like, it's not... It's not Christopher Nolan doing Interstellar or anything of those means. But for what needed to be done, the directing was good. The filming was to the point. It's not like there's no camera flares or anything. There's, It's nothing. It's the bare bones, and that's what this movie needs. So I think by that stretch, it's done a really good job. So I gave it 75. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty close to to michael uh we we tend to be a little close (laughs) sometimes and some of our scores randomly uh so but yeah i gave him an 81 there were there was some nothing crazy nothing breaking the mold by any stretch but he was able to get a good balance of comedic and somber moments (laughs) without really jerking anyone around too much so that Mm -hmm. was nice um but yeah
1: Okay. All right. So that makes it a 77 for directing. Um, There's no special effects in this movie. Not really.
2: Just some blood.
1: Just some blood. We're not uh, grading that. Um, All right. So let's go on to pacing. So how did you guys think this movie was paced? Uh, Jake, why don't you start? Uh, Yeah,
3: it was... it went by really quick. It wasn't anything that made you feel like it was dragging on or anything like that, especially considering it's not a movie filled with a bunch of action or anything like that. It was well, not action in that sense. Um, Yeah, it it was just, it was surprisingly quick paced. uh, Everything really blended in well together considering how, Things are going to go, especially like when you have the character randomly, well, not randomly, but like stop to freaking try and kill himself with uh, (laughs) carbon monoxide poisoning in the garage. Like it's hard to it it says a lot about the movie as a whole when, when you're able to do that without coming across as like. Dramatic, really, yeah. Without coming across dramatic and tr- really slowing down the movie, and they they did a really good job of that. And so, like overall, uh just really well done in that regard. And especially when it came to the ending, like by the time that came around and like every the climax of the movie, I was like, oh shit, we're already here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're already about to see this stuff pop off, huh? All right, yeah, let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, I gave it in eighty nine.
2: Okay. Um, pacing, I, I really like the pacing and for the most part, I didn't notice it. I did notice it occasionally. Like, I'm like, okay, this moment's kind of like occasionally dragging a bit where I think they could have sped things up, but as a whole for this type of movie that doesn't have, you know, like you're saying, you know, dramatic, like car chases or, you you know, action sequences. It's very just gritty real life. The pacing was pretty, pretty well done. So I gave it an 80.
1: Okay, um, I gave it an eighty-eight. Oh,
2: you guys are really close.
3: Yep. Yep. <laughs> every time.
1: Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's how. It <laughs> to, that's how it tends to go. With Jacob and I, we're like simpatico on that. We just tend to grade very closely. Uh, you gave it an eighty, right, Tara? Uh, yeah, eighty.
2: Eighty. Okay. And I do find when it's three people who are report doing a movie, like it'll always be two people that are really close with their scores. That's what I find. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Hey, there's so a couple of you guys were close. I think it was the, the acting you guys were yeah. spot on. So yeah.
2: Acting. We were the same. I think we so... both had an 85. Yeah.
3: So it's not just me and Michael that match up <laughs> all the time.
2: Yeah. It happens occasionally. <laughs>
1: I had to let my cat out there. Sorry. Um, oh, Nona. Yeah, she wanted out, out the door. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's an 84 for pacing. Uh, rewatchability. Um, yeah, I have a high rewatchability for this. So, <laughs> I bet uh, you do. I'm go really? A 90 for rewatchability. <laughs> um, Sarah, what about you? Uh, I put a
2: 65. <laughs> and that's like, that's...
0: I, uh,
1: you know what, Sarah? I guarantee a movie? if you rewatch this movie again, that rewatchability—that
2: re-watch rewatchability
1: sure. grade is gonna shoot up next year. Yeah. And I ask you to redo your grade for this. I bet you it's gonna be like an eighty-five <laughs> or higher.
2: Sixty-five is high for me because, like, I don't normally like rewatch a movie over and over again. So putting a sixty-five out there is still high for me. All
1: right, uh, Jacob.
3: Uh, I got an eighty-eight. It's it's something that because like how it's paced it's nothing too too slow paced or anything like that so it feels like a quick movie and it's a nice refreshing beat from the christmas stereotypical
2: yep
3: wholesome movies
2: yeah
3: yeah who needs Yeah know? this is
2: like yeah you know, I love Christmas vacation at this time of year that's one of my favorite movies and this is just another step right off the edge. <laughs> it's a step further, and I like it for that.
1: I mean, it's the kind of movie I feel like, in a certain way, it kind of makes you appreciate some of those other movies a little more that are a little more, like, wholesome and stuff, because it is a counterbalance, Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's actually to the the movie's credit. Really?
3: Oh yeah. You can't really appreciate some of the wholesome movies if you don't have something to compare it to. If yeah. you get nothing but the wholesome, then it's not really. it Doesn't feel wholesome. That just feels like the norm.
2: The run of the mill. Yeah. So. Agreed.
1: Um. All right. So Sarah, um, you said you're gonna rewatch this movie again.
2: Probably before Christmas.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna rewatch this for, with any family members?
2: <laughs> I think the only person I'd watch it with Is my husband <laughs> But family members, god no
1: What? Are you trying to say That you would not watch it with your parents?
2: I'm pretty sure mother would Disown me Because wow. <laughs> she loves those wholesome movies well. She is like sweet as pie <laughs> This would just
1: Destroy her Give her a
2: heart attack
1: Yeah, I kind of figured as much <laughs>
2: my dad would probably like it
1: <laughs> yeah dads tend to be a little hardier yeah. in that regard i guess uh what about you jacob are, oh, you, yeah, gonna, I'll probably are you gonna rewatch, re-watch this with your parents <laughs> oh not
3: with my parents no well maybe my dad exactly my mom, right <laughs> my mom it depends like it, it depends on if like if i get like a little bit of wine in her she <laughs> might be down for it like wow. She, she, She's one of those that like she kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. Okay. A lot of scenario, but it just depends cuz a lot of my family are full-blown Catholic. So.
1: So, so so basically what you're saying Jacob is uh note to self meaning note to you. Get mom loaded, <laughs> then pop in Bad Santa.
2: Everything's better with wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Clearly, if that's anything I learned from this
3: movie is alcohol. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true.
2: Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol.
1: Um all right, so uh final grades. Uh Jacob, you and I are tied, as we always
2: are. <laughs> of course.
1: Both have an eighty six, because why not? Um <laughs> Sarah, you uh, were the Debbie Downer of the group. Wow. Uh you, you brought it down because you had to just give it an overall 79 thanks.
2: Sorry. And, uh,
1: <laughs> and overall, the movie gets an 84. So I think it's actually a pretty deserving grade for Bad Sienna. Nice.
2: Actually. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: It worked out. Yes.
1: Exactly. I
2: um, the balance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Like it, it, this is a look. So, this is a fun movie that I. So enjoy. what you're saying is you're the bad Santa Ooh.
3: to to us two right now.
1: That's right.
2: Exactly. I'm the Debbie Downer drinking in the corner and punishing her liver.
3: That's,
1: that's right. <laughs> oh,
2: his poor liver. Even his just filming father. that, his poor liver. <laughs>
3: well, no, he even made a mention when he was taught. Like, wrote the letter. He's like, they didn't hit any vital organs except for my liver and.
2: We all know that's not doing
3: anything,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Fantastic. Oh, God. All right, everyone. Uh, Well, thanks for listening to us uh, talk about Bad Santa, given the fact that it's the holiday season. um, You know, this is kind of the antidote to some of those other movies that you may not like because they're so, you know, good-natured. Okay. So if you don't like those movies or you just want to take a break, Pop in Bad Santa, laugh for an hour and a half, and uh, you can then go back to watching whatever new Christmas Hallmark movie came out. I don't know. So oh, I
3: hope you all aren't watching Hallmark Christmas movies. There are better Christmas movies out there. Don't subject yourself to that. Oh,
1: <laughs> unless it's unless you're trying to torture yourself, then
3: you yeah, know. I was about to say some of those. Like I've I have watched a couple of those. I regretted
1: it instantly. It, it's the same <laughs> plot told over and over again. Exactly. It's with just, the
2: same blonde woman yep. in every movie.
1: Yep. It, it, uh, it's bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's it guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk about Betsy and have a good time doing it. I'm glad that Sarah, you got a
0: chance to actually watch it after all this time.
2: Thank you.
0: And, um, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks.